Hi family, this is Pastor Ricky Rush from the Inspiring Body of Christ Church right here in Dallas, Texas. I'd like to welcome you to join us anytime, every time, anywhere, everywhere on this platform for a unique experience where the Word of God is broken down in a very simple way. It's Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush. And today's message is about to bless you. So let's get ready for an amazing message from God. Really, God, Father, we thank you tonight as we come together again in this particular place at this particular time. We give you glory and honor for everything that you have allowed us to witness and for what you have placed in our hearts to receive. Someone, God, throughout this nation is hearing a word for the first time on this level. Thank you, God, for allowing us to be the megaphone to send this message forth. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for everyone who took the time today, who has been off on vacation, or those who have been working and are so overextended already, but they understood the value of today's lesson. In Jesus' name, speak to us individually. Amen. God bless you. I want to make sure that these mics are off and lower this a little bit. Good evening, everybody. To those of you that are here visiting with us today, this is Monday School. The first thing I want to make sure is that our sound is right inside the house because our numbers are sometimes different on Monday nights. And so we want to make sure that everybody understands that faith cometh by hearing. I want to thank uh, Mother uh, Doris tonight for being with us. Uh, Sister Doris for being with us tonight um, and to the Monday Texas Monday School group <laughs> that's gathered around to hear Monday School from Monday Texas. Thank you all for being with us tonight. Uh, to those, um, brother, brother Brown, uh, Sister Brown, Brother Derek Brown's mom is focusing with us tonight. She's on online with us. Uh, I mentioned Sister Doris earlier who's going to have surgery on tomorrow. I believe she's in the house tonight. We're going to pray with her before we leave today. To Brother Calante, Gavin, uh, wherever you are throughout the country listening tonight, thank you for being in with us. <clears throat> Damien and company and his entire family, uh, just thank you. Sometimes there are people that I'll talk to right before Monday school that'll let me know that they're tuning in. It's fun. We love it. When Elijah battled depression, God didn't send him an angel to preach to him. He didn't tell him that he needed to pray more or condemn him for feeling the way that he felt. He sent an angel to comfort him while he rested. Some people just need to be comforted. I want to thank you tonight for sitting in the Word to be comforted. Sister Alana Jemerson is still on our list of prayer. It doesn't mean that when we call certain people that we don't know others. We're just trying now to continue to close the gap between those who said, hey, I want to, I want to, I want to be in the Word and I want to be at church, and I just can't make it right now. 
all of you that got your vaccinations on yesterday, that are continuing to get your vaccinations, thank you for doing that for all of us. We are open in church, and we are continuing to come to church. Now, Monday school, what is Monday school? Somebody may have invited you to Monday school. Monday school is our version of what we used to call old school Bible study, Sunday school, some people called it. Uh, we've just taken it to a whole different level, and sometimes at Monday school, you may feel and see that others will come around, and sometimes wherever you are, if you're just sitting at home on, on a pillow, sitting on the floor, you just feel free to join in at Monday school, get your notes out, get you some popcorn, get you something to drink, get you something to eat, and just let, let's just let God talk to us for a few minutes. And I'm going to get right into today's lesson and um, as we go into the scripture, now I want to do something tonight that we have always been able to do in this ministry. And as we were away for COVID, a lot of things changed. For instance, uh, people being in church changed. And so as people changed, we started changing. So I just want, as we get into our scriptures, uh, we want to go back into some levels. Everybody say respect. So now watch this. Now this is going to be different because wherever you are, we want you to do the same thing. In other words, we want you to stop and start giving and giving honor and honoring God's word, indicating now we're going to close out all the stuff that was distracting us before and get right into the lesson, get right into the word of God. You may see some people come around here sometimes, young adults sit on the floor and all that stuff. Don't let that distract you. If you if you have a cushion or God bless you with a cushion, uh, I don't want to go into all that right now, but folks sit on different things. You can sit around here. We, we welcome that, and it, we just want you to feel in a comfortable environment. So when we get to the scripture, sometimes I will ask you to stand. Other times I want us to make that kind of a habit because now let me tell you the problem with that. I'll start on the scripture. Let me tell you the kind of preacher I am. I'll start on the scripture, and the preacher, a normal preacher, normal preacher will just start reading the scripture to let you know what we're going to talk about. See, that's the way you're supposed to do it. So we used to do that, and we start standing up for the scripture, and then halfway to second, third word in the scripture, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching, third word in the scripture, not the third verse. And so folk are like, is he done? And so it's hard, it's hard for me to just read the word and shut up, because when I really read the word, it's like, um, it's like drinking a good Pepsi when I used to drink Pepsi. Okay, I quit last week. Again, but it's like drinking a good Pepsi. If it's a good one, halfway down, you just it gets this kickback. I don't know where that comes from. And so, when I read the Word of God, guys, I really do mean to just stand here and just read it. So y'all got to help me to do what I'm supposed to do. But I just love the Word of God so much, and it's so potent and so real that I can't just sometimes, you know, keep it to a form. So don't criticize anybody else if they sit down while I'm reading because I'm I'm trying. And on Monday. School is also where we have these little peer moments where I just kind of tell some truths about something that probably some of them not even interested in. But I just thought I'd say that. So tonight we're gonna practice because on Sunday mornings we got to, we got to I got to do better. I got to do better. Now that doesn't mean that every time I get to a scripture you got to stand up now because we do scriptures all through the sermon. But there's an opening scripture and the opening scripture kind of lets you know what the lesson is gonna be based on. In case sometimes when you're teaching a lesson and some of you need to do that, you can give people your opinion or you can give them the word of God and not have to fuss and argue with them. So tonight, we're going to go back into an area that we started on last week, and we're going to continue. First of all, if, if, if you're home, um, if you're in a hotel, if you're outside, if you're walking, whatever you're doing, when we get to the scripture part, the open scripture, I want you to stand up. Now, if you are driving, 
please be obedient and stick your head through the sunroof. And no, I'm just you know I don't mean you, okay? All right, this is the Inspiring Body of Christ Church, and part of Inspiring means that we have a good time laughing, and we're going to teach the Word of God for, to you wherever you are. And just in case some of you peep in just a little bit, we, we don't really necessarily show pictures of audiences and all of that, but there are some who came out of the comfort of their homes and decided to come in tonight. Last night we didn't have dream church, but we have young adults who love the word of God. They sit down and sometimes we just approach the word and just and, and, and said, Satan, I'm going to go in church and I'm going to get as comfortable as I can. So wherever you are, we had a sister Childs who inspired me with that. There she is right there. Sister Childs, um, God blessed her to be able to have a wheelchair that was custom designed. And Sister Childs would sit up in church. Blew me away the first time she did it. She would sit up in a wheelchair um, electric wheelchair and sister Childs would come out of the chair and you know we hadn't prayed for any miracles or nothing that evening or nothing. and I'm preaching sister Child would get out of the chair and sit straight up on the floor and at first I thought Lord Jesus and I even went to her and said sister Childs but and, and then the Holy Spirit convicted me and said hey if that's the way she's going to enjoy the word just let her do it. So what would happen if people came into church and all of a sudden felt welcomed enough to just come and sit down like we really enjoy being in the word of God and all of that stuff? I remembered when, I'm getting to the scripture in a minute, we're going to all stand up when I get to the scripture. Um, but I remembered when you could go to church and anybody could be on devotion. Devotion was uh, what we call it praise and worship service now. When, when we were growing up, we called it devotion. And anybody could be a part of it. You didn't have to know how to sing. Sure didn't have to know all the words, you know, you just started and they would take some of the words. Um, but everybody felt that they were okay to worship God at that time and praise God at the beginning of service and didn't have to get it all right. Now, yeah, it's kind of like, well, if you don't sing well and you can't hit those notes right and you don't practice long enough, you can't be a part of praise and worship. So we got to be careful that we're not taking something that is really honoring God and making it so intense that everybody else is on program. Amen. I just had to say that because that's the kind of ministry that we want to continue to do is honor God. And I just remembered when when I used to um, get and go in church and, you know, I don't know, some of you may have back issues of sitting up too long. And that's why sometimes now we keep the message a little shorter because God has blessed us with a sanctuary that by the time you have to go to the restroom and go to the restroom and come back, the church could be over. It's such a wonderful hike. But we want to make sure that we are very, very aware of all of our personal needs while at the same time ministering to our spirits. That being said, I'm going to go into this part of the lesson that God is giving us tonight because it is really strong. As we reload all of all of the, of the world's talking about okay, COVID and, and how it has affected us. And now this next uh, uh, variant of, is coming along and, um, and it's becoming a little bit more uh, intense. And I still say that I believe this next strain of Holy Spirit is moving through and it's a little bit more intense. And, and God is blessing us with a word. Now he gets the word inside of us. That doesn't prevent the enemy from coming in, does it? No, no, no. The word of God does not prevent Satan from making attacks. Please hear me. Which is why some people get all upset because, they, well, I go to church and I pray and the devil still attacks. Yes. Yes. He's still going to do what he's supposed to do. So the word of God is like that protective shield to keep him from penetrating your spirit. Man, you can be so full of the word and you still fall down the stairs because you were born clumsy. All right, so, you know, that's just for that person who thinks, you know, the blood of Jesus, the strongest vaccine that man has ever known. 
It saved us from sin. Hallelujah. And there are some people who still don't want to take a dose of that blood. <laughs> but God's grace is so strong. You can, you can be around people who have taken that blood and taken it serious. And you can be blessed because of them. But that's a whole nother lesson right now. All right. So here we go. The scripture today is going to teach us. And we're going to be talking about how to really talk to God if you really want to. Now, if you don't want to, it's just one of those things that somebody can say, oh, I didn't know that was what that was about. But if we're going to, as the pulpit says in front of me and the green glowing lights behind me, if we're going to reload, if we're going to reload and, 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 and move forward now, and thank you some of you who have decided, I'm going back to church. I don't care what joker's not going. I'm going to be up in there. And I know that takes an effort. And I appreciate you for coming. I want you to know as I look in your faces around this building, I appreciate you for coming. Amen. I really, 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 really do. And I, and I just want you to hear me say that and look at you while I say that. In the book of James, we're going to go to the book of James now. It's the part you all stand up. Boy, oh, pastor, come on, not now. We just laid back, got my feet all propped up. Okay, so we're going to go to the word of God. And when we do this, it's just a, just a way of us honoring God's word. And, and imagine as we get back into the rhythm of this now, other people coming in that never been to our church before, they may say, while we stand standing, we're just doing it out of respect for God's word. We were doing it for 29 years, and then we got hit with one year, and there was nobody to stand. So I never asked anybody to stand. Yeah, I was already standing. Amen. And so now people are back in. And we learned yesterday that there are something called, uh, starts with an M, manners, right? And so we just give, we just respect and be respectful to the word of God. And this is the difference between my words and God's words. We honor God's words. We listen to the words that God gives to me, but I don't preach my word. So when people come up and say, oh, Pastor Rush, that word, your word today blessed me. Your word, don't, 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 don't ever listen to a preacher preach and think that's his word. It shouldn't be. I mean, it shouldn't be. It should be always teaching the word of God. Because if something moves you and changes your life, it can't be his word. It's got to be the Lord's word, right? Right? Coming through that vessel. Because if people think it was your word and my word, then all of a sudden things go bad. They want me to change my word. And when they decide to have a bad day, it's my word. So right now, uh, this is also a good time to have you stand and make it look like I'm doing real good. And the people were on their feet. No. All right. So let's go to the word of God. Now, I'm going to read it. Sometimes we read the word of God together. Sometimes I read it individually. All right? And that means you just follow. This is where we're going to be teaching the word from today. I'll just read it because it's coming from the Amplified Bible. And the Amplified Bible, before we get started, Amplified Bible gives brackets sometimes. And sometimes people don't know how to stop and pause for those brackets because those brackets can sound like you're on a whole different thought. So we're going to read from the Amplified Bible. Then we're going to read from the Message Bible. James, the first chapter, fifth verse, and it reads like this. And if any of you lacks wisdom... It means to guide him through a decision or a circumstance. If you, if you lack wisdom, he is to ask of God because God is benevolent. I mean, God is a giver. Ask of God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame. Okay, and that means when you ask for God, you don't have to feel like you didn't put it in the right way. You didn't put the sentence right. Your structure wasn't always right. He's not going to come behind you and tell you what you meant. God's going to say, I got it. I'll translate it because I don't want you to ever stop talking to me. Because when you talk to me, you think that I'm going to 
correct your speech all the time. The best way to teach people to shut up and not talk to you is every time they say something, you are in a habit of constantly correcting their speech, constantly correcting their speech. It, it, it might, you might want to use it as a critique, but after a while, it becomes an annoyance, okay? And I learned, everybody knows I'm always talking about Megan. One of the things that we learned from Megan very early was to let her finish her sentence. Sometimes people think they're helping you, and in reality, they're not trusting that you can say what you need to say. So that being said, again, watch how this verse reads, because God God is saying, don't put me in the category of other people. Some people, whenever you start talking, they make you feel uncomfortable uncomfortable. I want you to be comfortable talking to me because I want you to be comfortable when I start talking back. So here's the opening scripture again, okay? All right. If any of you lacks wisdom, he has to ask of God. If any of you lacks wisdom, that means to guide him through a situation or, or a decision. If you lack that, ask of God who gives to everyone. Don't just think you're by yourself. He gives everyone generously and without rebuke or blame. And if you do that, it's going to be given to you. That's a guarantee. That's a promise. That same scripture in the Message Bible says, if you don't know what you're doing, Pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help. That's another promise. And won't be condescended to when you ask for it. Have you ever not wanted to talk to someone because you know that their answer was going to be kind of smart aleck back? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been the victim of that and I've been the disher of that. Sometimes I would say, why didn't you ask me that? Well, because I knew your answer was going to be, and I had to learn to correct, completely correct the way I approach people. Today's subject is the same as last week. If you really want to hear from God, do this. And these dots mean that we're going to explain what this is. You may be seated. Thank you. I think I also know also why people used to come to church late, because after reading the scripture, they're like, ooh, man. I'm going to stand up for all that, then I'm going to sit down. But I want to thank everyone for being on time. Now, here we go into Monday school, and Monday school is, 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 is this powerful hour. So what God is teaching us now, what we've started to know, is that uh, hearing and knowing the voice of God is normal Christianity. So I'm going to go over the, some points that we did last week and then keep moving pretty fast. It's normal Christianity. Why are we on this subject and why are we talking about it now? Because as we reload... As we reset, as we come out of a tremendous pandemic that the world is going through, has been through, and we now start a different trend of going back to church. Hey, y'all, look in y'all's faces. Going back to church. Then we start to understand there are some things that we have to do, but we have to get back in a pattern of wanting to hear from God. And so we have to have these personal conversations, and tonight is one of those personal conversations, and we have to start learning how to reload. Uh, we used a lot of our prayer. We used a lot of our faith. We used a lot of our imagination. We used a lot of our mental capacity over the last past years, and there have, in some cases, there's been no one checking on you. And the enemy knew that if he could keep us away long enough, eventually we would not just lose faith in people, but we would start to lose faith in God, and the church said, amen, because because that was a very slick, 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 slick trick that that joker has tried to use. I wish I could stand here and say that it did not affect me. It affected me. And that's when I realized I've got to be one of the strongest people of faith that I could imagine. But once I realized that Satan had 
created a world for me to be separated from. And then, then, it's okay to be separated, Mike, but then once you get attacked and there's no one to put any band-aids on you because you may be cutting your back, you can help yourself, but you can't stitch your own back. You cannot stitch your own back. And the enemy is so clever, he will have you stabbed in your back. And you are sitting with your face in front of people, watch this, bleeding to death and nobody knows you've been cut. And if you can survive being stabbed in your back and bleeding to death, you will blame people that are looking at you for you falling down when in reality they could not see where you've been cut. And that's the trick of the enemy, to get you in a place nobody can see so they can help you. And guess what you do? You stop liking, loving people. You start getting angry and no one ever knew you were cut. And that's why we need to reload. Whew. Well, how is anybody supposed to know you cut past the people? There's a way. There's a way because God will talk to you about those areas that the enemy is attacking you in. Now, when we talk about this reloading tonight, if you want to hear from God, that means now this is basically prayer. We all know about prayer. We've been praying since we were born or since, since you could just remember. And if you were blessed enough in your family to grow up around a mother or a father or a grandparent who prayed at all or, or, or an aunt, you know, you, you learned about prayer, all right? Then we started learning about how important prayer is. And now we're reloading because we really kind of wish. And man, with this girl right here, you don't have to see God for nothing anymore because this has taken the place of faith. If I can't see it, if I can't Google it, now I'm being, I'm being facetious, I don't really mean that. But if I can't see it, if I can't Google it, if I can't pull it up, doesn't make sense to do it. And so we're going to hear tonight how a lot of things don't make sense. And that's the thing that God's going to bring to your mind to do. Because you, 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 you got to do it now because it doesn't make sense because it requires faith. It doesn't make sense, but it requires faith. And that means now when it comes, you'll know how it came. And so we have to learn to do that as we reload. So how do you, if you want to hear from God, um, the first thing we talked about last week um, was you have to avoid distractions. Okay, If you missed the lesson last week. Go back, pick it up online. You can see it. It's very important that you know how to do that. We say amen, hallelujah, but we walk around talking to people all day with a phone in our hand, and we're talking about we're talking to God. And if you don't watch it, you come to the altar at altar prayer. We used to come to altar prayer and just walk down, just call God. But if you don't watch it, now you walk around with everything in your pocket, something buzz you on your hip while you're praying, and you got to check to see who's trying to talk to you while you're trying to talk to God. That's a distraction. That's a distraction. It is very competitive in church right now, very competitive. Right now, those of you that are online, I admire you. I admire you a lot because if you're focusing right now at home, it, you're probably focusing, listening to me, but you have another electronic device somewhere near you or somebody can give you a notification that is not the Holy Spirit. He won't send you notifications. Okay, not like that. So, so, so it, you're having to focus. It's hard. It's, there are a lot of distractions. There was a time when if you didn't go in the building, you couldn't have church. But now you can still have the word of God without being in the building. And so what's the difference? Well, we come so that we can be in a place that has uninterrupted fellowship. There ought to be a time, even if you order food online, listen, listen, listen to me. You still got to go pick it up. Okay, you may have Uber in some cases, but I don't know if I want everybody that's always coming over my house. Amen. 
So, okay, God gave us a brick and mortar place to come and be in the fellowship. And I'm, and I'm, I'm just not going, to, I'm not going to omit that. I got, I'm going to thank God for that. All right, so avoid distractions. Um, the next thing we learned is, is one of the guidelines from hearing the voice of God because we're saying if you want to hear from God, you got to respect the Holy Spirit. We talked about that last week, so I'm not going to go back into that this time. Um, um, except to say, go ahead and talk to him, and, um, and don't go into the, one of the most rude form of communications when you're talking to people about saying thank you. Sometimes pick up the phone, let them hear your voice, let them hear you say it with a different inflection in your voice. I think one of the most ill-mannered things you can do is somebody gives you something, they pay for something for you, they foot a bill for you, and you text them a thank you. You ought to get your laser self dial at least 10 numbers and say thank you. Let them hear that in your voice. Now, that may sound old school. That may sound, I don't know what that sounds like, but we need to get back to some doggone manners. What if somebody promised you, I need $100, and they text you to wear 100? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a mess? Mom, you say you're going to give me a car for graduation, and you text your child, car? Anyway, everybody's in a laughing mood tonight, right? So that's another one. I respect the Holy Spirit, though. And, and the third one is um, pray for the increase of the kingdom. Now, if you want to hear from God, you need to make up in your mind that you want to hear from God. Either you're going to be one of these people that said, I pray all the time, or I really want to hear from God. I want to pray, but I want God to say something back to me. Okay? All right. I want to pray, but I want to hear God say something back to me. And so... <laughs> The, the best way to do that is pray for the increase of the kingdom. I was on a probably an hour and a half long conversation with one of my sons today, Kalante, um, uh, who's still on the line now. Kalante has been singing the gospel and all that. And I, I was talking to him about how God had seemed to have me in a cave. I want to say that I went into a cave like David. And I didn't ever think that I'd say these words, but I did. I went into this cave, and I was in this place. And now you start in this cave, you start wondering, why would you all your life dedicate your life to God and now almost regret that your life is in a horrible state because of what you do for Christ? Period. Because if you didn't have these relationships with people in the Lord, then all of a sudden you may not be in those. And you start to second guess it. And then we learned from David last week that God had David in this cave because he was running from Saul. But God had David in his cave. And when David needed help, he was needing somebody to come to him. God sent all these different kind of people who had different needs. David looked around and saying, wait a minute, you're sending me these people? Why? And what I was able to share with the congregation last week is that I believe that he did that because he was saying to him, David, when you're in your darkest place, I'm going to send somebody not to help you, but I'm going to send somebody for you to help. Well, now ain't that a trip? <laughs> you know why? Because maybe had you not been in that particular place, you would not have had the attention to focus on somebody else's need. So today, one of the things we have been able to do and one of the things we're trying to do now is reach uh, at least, and, and this was, I'm going to show you how the Holy Spirit works fast, reach at least seven churches who have perhaps collapsed, not in Dallas, but in other states who have perhaps collapsed because during COVID, they didn't have the financial responsibility that they needed. And, and so talking with Kalante today, we said we got to go in there and we're going to 
besties people. We're going to put on some powerful concerts. We're going to bring the people of God in, and they're not going to have to pay a dime. And, and the Holy Spirit says, Pastor Rush is going to fund it. Now, you ever heard God say something, and you go, Let, let's pray one more time. If you want to hear, if you want to hear from God, don't pray for your church and your family and your kid and your husband and your wife. Pray for the increase of the kingdom. God, you are sending me to do what? I'm sending you to fund seven churches to get back on their feet and they are not to give you a dime. And so you start to ask God, where is this coming from? Coming from, you have it. You call it savings. I call it increase. Listen, when you have money and you have nothing to do with it, that means God can trust you with the blessing. He's got something to do with it. And you need to open your barn because you got another overflow coming that's bigger than what you can imagine he's using you for. Sometimes we don't hear from God because we're not praying. And see, I'm supposed to be teaching a lesson. There I go. But that's number three. If you want to hear from God, say, God, I want you to, I want to do what you need me to do for somebody else. What's on your mind? Who, who, you got you the headquarters. Who's praying to you? I don't need to know who. And by the way, I don't even know these seven churches. Never been, I, don't know the, I don't know any of I don't know anything about it. All I know is that they have suffered and they got to come back alive. And if they're going to live again, God has already provided for them. God, what's on your mind? God, on, what's on your mind? What's on, what's on your mind? Who's been hollering to you? And what do you want me to do? Because I know I've been hollering to God. I've been crying to God. I've been talking to God. And everybody else in here, we have to. But when you start praying, sometimes you, st you start it off first. And say, God, and I don't mean this the way this is going to sound. But God, I've been crying about a lot of stuff. What you been crying about? And God's not going to cry. You know what I mean. But I've been complaining about a lot. I've been wanting a lot. What, what do you want? And you will be surprised. God will start talking to you, and you will just shut up your prayer right, right there because God will <laughs> say that to you. Now, that was number three, and we went into that last week. And, and so I, I think we ended last number four last week. Did we get this far? Okay, so when, when asking the Lord questions, pray for one thing at a time. Now, now, sometimes you don't get what you want from God, and you wonder why you can't hear from God, because you ask for a car, a truck, a motorcycle, uh, a house, a boyfriend, a husband, a truck, um, a new job, and a baby girl at the same time. And, and then you get a car, and you name it a girl. You just confused. That's that's a lot. I mean, you know, God can handle it. But if you want to hear from God, you do all that stuff in one breath, and you have all these requests. You just pour to God all the time, and that sometimes could be why your prayers at night could last so long. You go to sleep because you're asking for a whole bunch of stuff, and then you wake up and you're still confused. Your mind is messed up. You're unfulfilled. You're frustrated, and you're so. Um, I just put the word confused with all of it. And God wants you to say, hey, won't you try to be a little bit more specific? Okay. Now, I'm, 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 why am I saying this? Because that first verse said, if you lack wisdom, ask God for it. And there were times I didn't know how to explain this to people. So I had to ask God. And I had to ask God, then I had to stop and say, you know, break it on down. Right? So 
Is that is that brother Webber over there? Track star? Is, he, is that brother Webber over there? there What's up, Webber? Stand up for a minute. I saw you run that. I saw you run that. I saw you run that 400 meter. And so now you like getting ready for the trial for the Olympics, right? Because you running like that. Right? Y'all ran the state championship or something like that? And you just came back. And you at church today. Okay, so 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 here's the cool deal. I'm gonna ask you that for a reason. I saw you run that 400 meters, right? So you ran all four of those laps by yourself, remember? But you just ran one? Oh, you're not that good. <laughs> right. So you're on a relay. So that means you took how many batons? One. And you ran with how many batons? One. And you handed and they handed you how many batons? One. And you took it home. And what place did you come in? One. But it all started because you had to be specific. They gave you a baton. Not a corny dog. Not a corn on the cob. Not drinks and fries. But what? One baton. If if you really want to hear from God, thank you. If you really want to hear from God, just you, you may graduate to be the, the one to get, give him 30 things. But if you really want to hear from him, be specific. Just be specific. Just try it. Just try it. I'm trying to talk about how we can get back in it now. Just try it. Give him one thing at a time. God loves order. Ooh, some people, y'all eat your food like that. You ever been around those people eat one thing at a time. You got mashed potatoes, you got corn, you got broccoli, and then you got uh, uh, spinach and you have meat, and they eat one at a time. I don't like that. Food is not good one at a time. I can't even eat one French fry. I got to eat at least six. But some people eat all the corn. And, and how about these people that don't like their stuff mixed up? That's a Lubis, that's a Luan platter or whatever that is. You, got, you need a divider plate. You know, food is supposed to come together and put some pie on the top of it. <laughs> There's nothing like a good chicken and dressing and potato salad and green with some pie and a cake on it. It's all mixed in. And somebody from your family says, it's all going the same place anyway. But not at the same time. Divide that food up. But anyway, that had nothing to do with anything. Okay, so now let's move further into the lesson. Let's go to number five. And, and we're trying to figure out if you really want to hear from God, do this. Ready for number five, everybody? Those of you online, get ready to write these things down. Those of you that are in hotels, those of you that are traveling, those of you that are jogging, whatever you're doing, thank you for tuning in. Before you leave, be sure to stop by and go to Givelify and give God something specifically tonight and be intentional about what you give him in the funds, in the form of helping. You know what was so interesting, um, and I'm going to get into this in a minute, but anyway, pr pray with expectation, being convinced. You got to be convinced that God wants to talk to you. Now, if you really want to hear from God, you're going to have to be convinced that God wants to hear from you. Okay. You got to know he wants to talk to you. If you think you're too bad for God to talk to, you're not going to start the conversation. If you're so rippled with sin, messed up with shame, frustrated with guilt, you are not going to want to be a frequent God caller. But if you really want to hear from God, you got to pray with expectation, 
being convinced that God wants to talk to you. It's the difference between going to McDonald's or William's Chicken. When you go to McDonald's, there's usually somebody there at the front on that speaker. Welcome to McDonald's. May I have your order? Please. You, you, you already have an expectation because they are talking to you. And then you feel okay to talk back. That's McDonald's. You go to William, you're going to see a sign and maybe a speaker. And you may stay there for 35 minutes waiting on somebody to say, I'm just saying where I lived. I'm not, hey. You wait and you wait. And some people just back off, not understanding. No, no, no. You got to go to the window at William. <laughs> Ain't no need to stop in the process. So, so when you go there, you, when you go to McDonald's, you're praying with expectation. You know somebody's going to, you know they're going to talk to you. And so you got to be convinced that they want to talk back and you start giving your order. But when you, when you go to William, you're like, mm, I don't even, you, you blow your horn. Beep, beep, bump, bump. You're not sure. When you pray, you want to you wanna know. You got you, you to. Gotta. I, I want to talk to God. And, and I'm expecting God to, to, to want to hear from me. But then I, I, I can't act like these kids and, and immature people who act like they have a voice. But they won't say nothing. You got to remember that prayer is a two-way conversation. Let's go there tonight. So in order to hear from God, we got to be convinced that God is going to talk to you. Listen to me. I'm going to say two words right now. Right then and one more word. Right there. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to McDonald's. Let's go to Chick-fil-A. Let's go any other place that has a drive through Dairy Queen, Wendy's, um, Luby's. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, good luck, bad luck. Starbucks, you know, you, 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 when you talk to them, you don't get frustrated because you know they're going to say something right then and right there as you are talking. But when it comes to God, we don't expect God to say anything right then and right there. My whole prayer life changed when I started expecting God to say something right then and right there. If you want to hear from God, do this. Do this right here. Pray with expectation. Being convinced that God wants to talk to you. Now, I'm going to try and see if I can make this plain to you. Because without expectation and belief that you're going to hear an answer, why are you praying? I've learned it. When I go to William, I don't even stop here anymore. Because I know they're not going to talk. So I don't expect to give a conversation here. If a person, if you start praying and you don't expect, if you don't. Now, now listen, here's the word, expectation, expectation, 
expectation, expectation, expectation. I did not just tell you 100% guarantee it's going. I said expectation, expectation. That's the key word. Now that's the mature Christian word. Expected. Okay. It may, it may not, but at least expected. What made you frustrated when you first went to Williams five years ago? You start talking and you just, now you just learn, okay, I still want the chicken. It's good chicken. It's hot, it's good, it's crispy, it's crunchy. It's got the corn fritters. It's got the fry and the strawberry drink that just, oh, hit you in the right spot. And they got the roll. They still got the roll. Church's chicken shouldn't have given up the roll. William kept the bread. You don't know about that. But what happens is when you get there, you now know you're going to get your food, but you don't expect them to talk right here. So that's cool. But when we start praying, God's got this speaker. Okay? And he's got the control tower, but you have the other end of the speaker and you call the Holy Spirit. So at least expect him right then, whether it happens or not, expect him to talk. So if you don't expect that, then you're not going to, if you don't speak on your answer, you're, you're going to eventually stop praying because you don't hear anything. That's one of the age-old things that people say about church. Well, I don't go to church because I didn't expect to get anything. All right? And maybe because we gave the preacher a church service maybe 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. It's too long. You didn't give church as long as you gave marijuana. You didn't give church, you didn't know, you didn't give God, uh, you didn't give him as long as you gave cigarettes or alcohol. You didn't give him as long as you gave sex. Everything else, is, you know, you waited on it. It's going to get better. Gonna, but God, if it don't happen right then, I should have said that other thing I just said. It's Monday school. No, we, we you know, you give everything a, a long chance. You, he beat me and hit me in the head, but he still loved me. You gave him another chance. You come to church, you give it right there. Well, I'm going to see if that's what's wrong with these church folks. Come on, I'm just trying to tell you. You got to, you, you got to, you got to. If you don't expect God to answer, you're going to stop praying and you're going to start surfing. What can I do? Siri, what kind of job can I go to if I have no talent, no skills, no luck, no graduation, and I'm ugly? You need to start your own business. Oh. <laughs> Siri, what do I need to do? You need to hunt houses. Something crazy. You get it? You got to remember he wants to talk to us. That kind of news seems to be almost too good to be true. That without expectation and belief that I'm going to hear from God, why pray? Just tonight, if you take that and you house that and you put that in a good place, you're either going to pray with confidence or you're going to start being scared of prayer. Because God, I really, I'm just doing this. I don't really expect you to talk back. I don't really expect you to answer me, not now. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But expect it. And don't make a game out of it. Okay? Don't make a game out of it. Call people and start inviting the outside world. Girl, I prayed at 5 o'clock. What you get? What? Don't make a game out of this. Don't make a competition out of it. What we're talking about tonight is very, very, very it's serious stuff if you're going to start to reload. 
Because you will ask God one of these days, God, what am I supposed to do right now? And right then he'll say, be still. What? You know, you didn't, you didn't even get it all out. And he will quicken your heart. Be still. You sit up, God, I want to give 100 or I want to give $15. God will say, give 25 or, you know, 200 it just, That number will just come up. And you may think, God, I don't have 200 but he'll say, you need 200 <laughs> You know, I'm just, it's right there. It's right there. Okay, let me, I don't want to pour it on too thick to you now. Is this too good to be true? No. You see, a Christian can actually sit down, pray about a decision, and hear from the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will give an answer in the following few minutes. That's you as a believer. The, the, the world won't do this because the world doesn't have that kind of patience or the world doesn't have that kind of faith, let me say that. And this is not some gamble. This is not, um, um, that, that's as far as I'll go with that. I'll just speak what the Holy Spirit says, speak about it and let it take care of itself. That's the, that if you really want to hear from God. And sometimes it'll happen that way with me as I was talking to you earlier. I'm sitting there minding my own business. I'm just sitting out swinging, talking under the tree, just doing nothing. God, I just want you to tell me what you want me to do today now. You know, I get a phone call, boom. Hey, there are some churches that da 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 and these churches are closing. A young man that I ministered to in a little country, just sitting in a little country, it's a little country church years ago. Now he's traveling all over the country, folk are getting him, da 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 da. And um, I started talking to him about the difference between, you know, being in the world and, and being in this spotlight up front of people and just being in God and depending my faith. And God laid on his heart about something. God says, Here's what I want you to do. I know you have visions, but what I want you to do now, Ricky, is I want you to get behind somebody else's vision. And then I want you to fund it. So I start praying, God, just show me what you want me to do. And I get a phone call. And, and, the, and, the, and it was just like, and I had to tell him. God didn't tell you to run around looking for anybody. He sent you to where it was. We don't, we don't have these kinds of conversations. Listen, I thought that God was saying, Ibach is going to sponsor that. I never heard I in nothing. <laughs> I was listening. You ever listen for alphabet I? A? God said, no, you. And I told him, it is done. It is finished. And being a young man, he wept like a baby because now you got work to do. God has already sent it. I'm telling you, when, when God sends you a vision, he has already funded it. And I'm going powerful here with you because nobody but God knows what we've been talking about. So it's like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Well, first of all, when you pray, if you ask me anything, I want you to ask me something about the increase of the kingdom. I, this is going to sound country, but you'll hear God say in your heart, I got you. That's a chew. I got you. But I want to know if I can trust you with somebody else's blessing. I, listen to me. I got Ibach. But what about St. Edwards? You know, I don't, I'm just making those words up. Somebody you've not heard of. And don't be so big to get on somebody else's 
sponsorship list. You don't know what they believe. Be specific, be open, and be ready to hear me. And don't ask about how I'm going to put that in your hands. I can trust you with a blessing. Are y'all listening to me? I said I can trust you with a blessing, which is why I always encourage people, because I used to stop people from blessing me, giving me, y'all, I don't want any money. Don't be. I didn't know I was shutting people off from their houses, from their new cars, from their children's scholarship, because God knew from your hand to my account is going to go into somebody else's bank. You're about to multiply. I was robbing people and calling myself a giver. I was not allowing them to give to me. Well, guess what? Yes, he may have said, Ricky, you funded, but guess where the funds came from? Raise your hand in here if you're a giver. And if you're a giver, you better get ready and start checking your account every other day because now your stuff is about to multiply again. How did I get it? I got it from the people of God who could trust me with a blessing. Is anybody listening right now? And it didn't take me coming and praying and asking for no prayer partners. He said, I'm going to tell you right now. Pray, and I'm going to give you the answer right now. Now, I didn't have to tell you that. But I think what's, what's running short on now is watching God do miracles and watching God do things instantly. Like God has taught us in the word of God now. Your financial assistance and all these folks who may not ever be saved are telling you how to manage what the Holy Spirit is trying to multiply. You don't need a manager when you start to multiply. You need to manage yourself. You need to have self-control. You need to keep your lines open because if he's talking, he's getting ready to holler. <laughs> okay, stay with me, everybody. That, that was number five. If you really want to hear from God. Next, don't, don't try to persuade God to change his mind. Okay, because you know that's, 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 that's what we'll do. God, did, did you mean for me to find somebody? No, this, this is you. Okay, this is one of the most frustrating lessons to learn right here. Even though we don't like to admit it. Even though we don't like to admit it. Even though we don't like to admit it, here we go. You ready online? You listening? You watching? Okay, I'm gonna put. I keep these notes there, so you'll at least if you post up or put it online, we'll all be saying the same thing. We don't have to have a translation spirit. Okay, we don't believe it. S sometimes our mind is made up more than we realize. Now we're going to pray, but we are. <laughs> have you ever sat down at a restaurant? They brought you a menu. And you say, I don't need it. <clears throat> I already know, see, I, I don't really need it. The time I'm taking to read this menu, I already, when I walked through the door, I knew what I needed. They're going through all this. Well, today's special is a blue carpet shrimp laid on a purple a tie. What? Ma'am, listen, I need a hot dog, you know, or whatever that is. So, so sometimes our mind is already made up before we realize it. So we go back again and again to God and obtain the answer that we desire. God, I heard you, but that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I want. I can't be in agreement with you. What, what's, no, I'm going to skip. I'm going to come back to this because I know you're writing. But remember, don't try to persuade God to change his mind. Whether consciously 
or subconsciously. Now, and I'm talking to you guys, you're the, you're the next reasons for the ministry getting to reload. And you can expect attacks. And you can expect to say, well, I've been rocked, I've been hit, I've been shaken, I've been knocked down, I'm back. God plant my roots deeper. And so the enemy's not going to just sit back and let you think that all of this that you're doing is not going to come up with some kind of an attack. But now you're going to have to understand, subconsciously, the human will is strong and the human will is very determined. Very determined. Okay? The difficulty is this. We want the Lord to confirm what we want more than we want what he wants. God, I, uh, I, want you to, I want you to do this for me. God says, I want to do more than that. And so what you'll do sometimes is say, I, I'm, I'm, no, not, not that. So you're, you're dreaming beneath God's scope right now. You got me? See, you're looking for, I'm just going to say this, okay, just stay with me. You're looking for a tent. God is looking for a house. And what I mean by that is you may look for a tent to see how you're going to administer a vaccine. God's looking for a room that the vaccine will be stored in. Okay, so you may be wanting God to do one thing, and he's saying, your idea of me is too small. Let's say this. Your child, your child got evicted from his house or her house, and she comes to you as a dad and say, Mom or Dad, can you give me $100 so I can see if I can, I'll borrow the rest from somebody else. See, as a parent, and, you know, have it or not have it, that, that, could be under, that could be beneath you. That child is having a problem. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. But that child is not having a problem with, 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 with answering. That child is having a problem with pride. Now, this becomes a problem because mostly when we're praying about something that we really want to do, we say, God, this is what I want to do. God is saying, I want, I, want, I want you to do the same thing, but on a different scale. And what I want you to do, you can't do without my direction. Because since we're talking, let's keep the lines open. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, okay. I can say this because we're back here again. When some, sometimes, so, so, okay, okay. Ooh-wee. Ooh, here goes a here goes a beep beep moment right here. So you're saying, okay, um, uh, God, I want to. You tell the people, I want to. We want to. Okay, God has given us a vision for something, and they say, so you want a fish tank that can hold a certain amount of fish, and then you say, no, I want an aquarium that can hold four or five people. And then you got to get ready for someone saying, we can't do that. And then see, that just eliminated a whole bunch of problems. When people tell you what they can't do, that's cool. But you can't change what God is showing you 
that only faith will produce. Now, now, that's where we get that stuff when we say, I can't believe someone without this degree, without that education, without that kind of formal training, without da-da-da-da, is making as much as you are, doing what you do, and you're in a room with people who are blah, 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 and you're trying to figure out, how did I get here? It doesn't make sense. But if you want to hear from God, this is what you got to do. Don't try to persuade him to change his mind. Are y'all still with me? I got to be real slow with this one. Because when, when we're trying to hear from God, uh, our emotions, when you want something, when you, when you want something, when you pull up to McDonald's, your, your emotions, to go to McDonald's, you had to really, it depends on your age, Right? If you're 16, 15, it's just a second thought. If you get in your 40s and 50s and you pull in for a Big Mac, you, you, you're, you're already, things are closed. Because you already know that Big Mac's going to do a different. It's going to be different for you. <laughs> um, um, so, so, so when you want some things, your emotions are already high. Let me just, let me just, let me just talk to you. Simple talk. Your emotions are riding high. And, and, and a lot of times, you, you, you're, you're, because your emotions are part of your soul, you're already worked up. And so the power of the soul can be so convincing that we can trick ourselves into thinking that we're hearing from the spirit. But God will show us the difference. You want it so bad, you will think that the spirit is controlling you and your soul is okay now remember we're just talking about if you want to hear from God this is a different time of prayer if we're reloading so at times I, 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 I get angry because God you know I felt no matter how much I prayed about a certain decision I, I wouldn't hear the Lord I couldn't I couldn't feel him I just couldn't feel him and sometimes there would be places that I wanted to preach um, and I really wanted to preach there because that's like, you know, when you're certain, at a certain level, you're starting to grow and you're preaching, you really want to preach places because you really want to establish yourself and, and um, you know, you want to be able to say, you know, I guess as a singer, you sang here and as a dancer, you danced here and as a preacher, you preached there and as a musician, you played there. You know, those kinds of things like that. as a student, you went to school there and, and I really would and I would, I would, I would want to accept an invitation to preach somewhere or an invitation to go somewhere or a certain formal thing that they were having. But, but often when I prayed about it, the Lord would not release me to go. He just would not give me the okay. And um, I got a little frustrated in that because I thought at some point I was being ungrateful for these opportunities. Now, these opportunities a lot of times will be laced. They'll be spiritually covered, but they'll be laced with the world's foundation. And, and you don't know it until you step into it. Okay, now this is not condemning anything. I'm just telling you because I, I struggled in, in those areas because emotionally, you know, whoo, thank you, Lord. You opened that door for me. All right, here it goes. And so then you, you, when, when your emotions are like that, you, you work on a lot of impulses. And impulsive people have, have a, the difficult time hearing from God. Some of you are impulse buyers. You get in credit card debt, and okay, are we friends? We're friends, right? 
we're, we're church. We're, I'm pastor. We, okay. So impulse people get in a lot of debt because they sometimes feel like they have to spend because they are where they are. And boy, when, when I got my first credit card in college, I told you guys I didn't, I didn't know about credit cards. And I just thought all I have to do is give them this and I can get that. I don't have any money. It doesn't matter. Get it anyway. Okay. There's a limit to your card, but there wasn't a limit to my greed. And I didn't know I was being greedy or just impulsive. And as we're going to talk about in Women's Fellowship on Wednesday night, when we talk about how to save, you know, how do, how do we really save without having to come in here and pay some financial person to talk to people who don't have money? I want to talk to you about it because God has already shown and talked to me today that some of you are not just about to receive. You're about to overflow, but you're going to need some management before it. And so we're going to talk a little bit about it, okay? Talk a little bit more. We're going to talk a little bit about it, all right? All right. All right. So impulsive, impulsive people, though. I just say impulsive people. Impulsive people. A difficult, have a difficult time hearing for God because, because they're accustomed to making decisions based on impulse and excitement. I want this, and so I'll get that. I'll do the, oh, oh, you got that. Oh, I want one. And if you're a jealous person or an envious person, boy, you get, you're going to get, you get the right at the end of the deal all the time. Because all someone has to do is have, somebody can have a baby, and you, you want a baby now. You can't even stand to get a vaccination. Now you're ready to go and deliver a baby. But that's impulsive, impulsive. And you're in debt a lot of times because someone else had something, you saw it, you liked it. Now, and, and that's okay if you can't afford that. All right? I've seen people with animals with something. Oh, I, now that I like. Okay, thank you, Lord. I get, and, and okay, sometimes I have to see it to think, whoa, that's what it is. So I'm not saying that when you see some, you're the original seer. Sometimes when you seek something, you are the original seeker. No one has ever sought it at your level before. And it seems hardest for people that are impulsive to submit their adrenaline <laughs> uh, uh, to the Holy Spirit, just back down and become quiet. The person that always can get in a fight and get beat up, you respond too fast. I will knock you in your head. What? What? It's a gun. Oh, I didn't know you had a gun. You responded too fast. Settle down. <laughs> Impulsive people usually get burned by making decisions based on temporary emotion. Something is not going right and you're responding in it. And that's why it's hard to hear from God for some people because we're, we're too impulsive. Um, I said that, and I want you to be able to look at it and refer to it and write it down sometimes. We're still saying, you know, impulsive people have a difficult time hearing from God because they're accustomed to making decisions upon impulse and initial excitement. You do that at one time, you'll notice you're shopping at Walmart or something like that, and you'll have all this stuff in your basket, and you get halfway to the front, you go, I don't really need another rowboat, tortoise, do. <laughs> you got... 44 rolls of tissue and, and, and you have one bathroom and you live by yourself and you go, you know what? I don't really need this or, or I, I don't really need this skirt or I don't really need these shoes, you know, but just going through the aisles, it was, it was amazing, which is another thing I'm going to probably talk about Wednesday night. We just talk about that when I talk about the fellowship. Uh, maybe you shouldn't go shopping when you're hungry. Maybe you need to eat first. You would, you would have bought pickle beets. It's because you think of the salad you're going to make three years from now or something. I don't know. All right, are we there? I'm trying to make sure we have our notes. 
Now, now the other extreme, though, is, is the fear of making a decision. See, you can be impulsive and you want to make quick decisions. Or the other extreme is I'm afraid to make certain decisions. The Lord began to show to me, and I want to share with you, that the root of indecision is pride. I don't want to make the wrong decision because I got too much pride. I don't want people to know that I have made a bad decision, so I won't make a decision. I'll wait. And some people will not make a decision because they fear making the wrong decision. And when you make the wrong decision, you know what it does? It hurts your pride. You are so full of you that you can't make wrong decisions. And I remember when I, when I, I don't remember specifically the day, but the time when I realized that there will be some decisions that I will make that won't be right decisions. And so now people kind of don't like, didn't like to deal with me for a long time because if they ask me for something, I use that answer and meant it for real. What's that? I'm praying to God about it. I'm listening to God for an answer. So it sounds like you're saying, I don't want to help. And then some people will be bold enough to say, well, if you don't want to help me, just let me know. Now that part I know how to do. And, it, I, and okay, so if you want to know the truth, I don't want to help you. I don't like you. You use people. You don't tithe. You're not a giver. Okay. But I'm asking God because he loves you and sometimes God will send people to me that he needs to bless and know that I am not going to expect anything in return. He still loves you, but I don't know if I am the reservoir or the bridge for that. So when I say I'm waiting on God for an answer, like today when, when I was talking about heavenly church, I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get to wait on God for an answer. It was like, you, now, and this is what you do. Whoa! And then what did I say? I had to go back to yesterday's lesson real quick and go, thank you, Jesus. And you ever said, thank you, you don't, you said, thank you, I think. No, I was very confident about it. And now there's a burden lifted. Because anything that God gives you, if you don't give it back to him, you set yourself up for being robbed again. And when the devil checks your account and he knows that God has your account covered, he's got to find another way to hurt you. And so when you operate in giving, when you understand that, you go ahead and you, if you don't make the decision to do it and you're kind of stuck on that stuff, you're going to hurt your pride. And our pride sometimes keeps us from wanting to hear from God. Man, I don't want to make the wrong decision. Newsflash, before you die, you're going to make a lot of wrong decisions. But you serve a God who is not only trusting, but he is forgiving. And he sometimes is sitting there waiting to see if you're listening to him. Now, let's go to the next one. I think this will be the last one for tonight. Can y'all do it with one more? Is this, is this kind of blessing us a little bit? See, you're going to start approaching prayer a little different now. now watch tonight. Tonight, when you'll be, you'll be praying. If you want those people to get on your knees, you'll be like, God, I want to thank you tonight uh, for being so good. Okay. You know, and so you're going to expect, you know, God to say, look in the refrigerator. You know, you'll you start. And that's the great part about it is at least you're anticipating and expecting it. But just treat your prayer life, again, not like some old domino game or something came or competition you're playing, playing, but you're having a conversation with God. You're having a conversation with God. And God may not say anything on that subject for six months, six years, 12 years. 
And he may not say anything about it until you need to reload. I was asking God for things a long time ago, and God says, I won't show you now. And I didn't know it until then. And then he'll start bringing those things through the Holy Spirit to your remembrance. Now you see what that is? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay? All right. The last one I want to talk about today, I think, is don't demand that God be sensational. Now, again, what are we talking about in general? If you want to hear from God, do this. Do what? Do this prayer. Pray to him. Talk to him. But don't demand, if you want, him to, if you want to hear from him, don't demand that God be sensational. In other words, you know, if you go to the door this evening and it's thundering and lightning, oh, here he goes. You know, it's thundering and lightning, y'all. Okay? A lot of people have God in a sensational box in their minds. Okay, anything that, that, that God does is going to be loud. It's going to be staggering. It's going to knock you backwards and leave you in a state for four days. People go, how you doing? I'm just, I'm just with God right now. Okay, they got names for people like that. I won't go into it right now. And they got a little medicine for you too, so... But that, that kind of thinking is contrary to the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that we're talking about. Sometimes when God is dealing with you and talking with you, you just feel a nudge. Okay? Um, let me say this first of all. The Holy Spirit is inside of you already. It's already there. And he's a gentleman. If you run off this stage, if you right now jump off this stage, all these steps, and just jump straight down there, wow! You know, you can't blame that on the Holy Spirit. That's just you. You wild. You wild, okay? You wild. You you wild and you wild. You just wild. That's just how you are. And the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to have you to do anything or speak to you outside of your character, okay? Uh, but a lot of times when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, it'll be quiet, so quiet that in your natural mind you'll want to kind of dismiss it, okay? So... What I want to say to you about this is we got to train ourselves to recognize and trust the still, small voice. There are times when I'm so loud, I have to shut up to hear from God. Because my natural man is telling me, go, go, go. Sometimes, even, even and now, um, there will be times when I want to do things and, and see, I have to approach God in different areas, choir director as well as a pastor and a leader. And, and sometimes God will say to me things that don't make sense to other people, like um, just be still and observe and watch people now. Don't say anything. Quit always having to talk on every subject. Even though you're smart, it's not a good time to just, you're over-talking people. And sometimes intelligent people, we, we don't get it. I'm just talking to all of us intellects for a minute. We don't get it. We have been so smart that we figured out every answer. And every subject someone says to us, we have something to say. And basically, it could be very negative and you just don't know it. Because it makes sense to you. And you're already amped about it. And you're smart enough about it. And all of a sudden, there's a quiet around you. And now what God may want to put into you to bless other people when it doesn't come forth. And you have to really be able 
to understand the whole fellowship um, with the Holy Spirit and being quiet. He's, he, I, here's my point. I'm just trying to say, don't expect when God talks, a chandelier fall out the sky. Boom! You talking and the microphone just, oh, Lord. The screw was loose. Look at it, you know. Right? Okay? You're at home and the picture falls off the wall. Now, that might be God. I don't know. <laughs> no, so just don't, don't, don't. A lot of people don't think they hear from God because they're waiting on something that they saw on, on BET or at the movies or something like that, all right? Um, there's a scripture. Um, we used to dismiss church with it. Now may the grace of our Lord, may the grace of God and sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest will abide with us now and forevermore. Okay, this Second Corinthians said the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And if you know that the Holy Spirit is peaceful and God is, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman and he's not going to do crazy rude things to you, then you just, just expect that. Just expect that. Just expect that. I was, I was, you know, I was telling a joke to my grandson the other day, and I was talking in the joke real quiet. And in the joke, I raised my voice real loud because part of the joke I was telling, I had to do a bah! And it just it shocked him that I went from telling a calm joke to like a bah! because it was totally out of character. And so we're wanting God to do things totally out of character of the Holy Spirit. And that's why some of you are afraid to praise him because you just think that God going to make you do like sister so-and-so. You didn't, she didn't tell you. She was in gymnastics. <laughs> so now you trying to do a flip and you never really sit on the floor by yourself. And you know, maybe the God will move on me to sit on the floor. No, that was just some stuff people wanted to do. Now you, but one of the most difficult things to do is to pray about something when you're emotionally involved in it. And when you and I want to do something bad enough, it's hard to pray with an open mind. In fact, when we do pray, it's going to be easy to convince ourselves that we're hearing from God and we're hearing God say yes. So you got to understand sometimes it's not going to be as dramatic as we live. We live dramatic. We live loud. Okay? We live really loud sometimes. And God sometimes says, just calm it down. You're wondering why people are always commenting on what you look like because you're really living loud. You're really exposing things. And now you're understanding why people approaching you with this area. You've exposed some things that you, know, you need to calm it down a little bit. That's all. Um, quite frankly, a lot, of, a lot of us in church and in God um, hear our emotions when we pray. And because we're not able to discern the difference between enthusiasm and, and the spirit, we get into Things that God is saying, that's, that's not yours. That's not, don't do that. That's not good. You walk into some place and we see something that someone else has. And it could be something in someone's church. And you could strain your leadership out, strain your pastor out. Well, we went over to see so-and-so church. And they had one of them big old TVs dangling from the ceiling. And so now y'all go get one and then the ceiling cave in. Your ceiling ain't strong enough to do it. Because you could want just, you know, you get emotional about things. And I've often observed, for example, this is a great example, and I think this will be what we'll kind of kind of round this up with. Um, and I'm going to say this, not finger pointing, but because of how um, I realize now as it go into another level of God having me to work with a lot of young pastors, 
uh, that this is something that I've had to, to teach and show over and over again because you really want something dramatic to happen. You really want this, Eric. But as a young pastor, I see it happen a lot of times. A guy wants a church, and he prays about this church that somebody offered him. Hey, we want a pastor. And so he prays about it, and, and he's not able to get his emotions quiet because when somebody wants you to get a church, the first thing you're going, oh, my God, I'm being called to ministry. I'm getting a church. I'm getting a church. So we start talking about it, and sometimes it will happen to even the females. You know, you'll want a thing, and somebody will say, you need to be preaching. You need to start your thing, and then boom, those emotions are so high, and somebody else who hadn't talked to God at all just you know, because they hear somebody say five or six words, you can sound like that's your calling. I'm serious. I thought God called me to drive when I was like nine because I was driving a car at Six Flags. I didn't know the thing was on the track. I'm just, uh, and I'm thinking, oh, this is good. I'm doing really good when I was, you know, when I first adopted. And I went, I just, I thought, that's, that's it. I was so upset when I realized that thing was keeping me on track. But, you know, sometimes you will understand and people will take you there. So anyway, the opportunity of getting a church can sound really exciting to a, a, a young pastor and the enthusiasm of moving into a different location, going someplace and people uh, pretty much paying for your lifestyle. It's really exciting. And um, so the, the pastor, the young guy can really accept the offer to the church. Totally out of the will of God. He's a good speaker, good leader. Wouldn't be able to pastor, could manage people, couldn't lead people. Okay? And when you lead people, sometimes you got to be able to look at people when they frown, curse, don't like you, and still stand there and bless them. You got to bless them. And that comes through a lot of work. That's not, that's not an automatic. And you got a lot of people in your ear as a leader. Just like Moses. I used to read that Moses story and just think it was a story. God, it is not just a story. So you got a lot of people in your ear. And then you got God in your ear who's in front of you. And most of these people are behind you. And it gets to be kind of frustrating. But anyway, this guy moves into this church. I'll get back to my story. And now he's totally out of the will of God. God never put him in that church. And he, he just doesn't realize that um, he was responding to his emotions. He was a better speaker than probably other guys that were trying out for the church and all of that. And, and now he's there and he has not heard from the Lord at all, but now he's pastor. And it's good for a minute. And then months later, having had nothing but struggles, nothing but frustrations, he has to kind of acknowledge to himself that he, he really didn't hear from God. And this is not to say that God won't turn that thing into good and bless the church to a certain extent. However, the, the young guy sometimes as a pastor, uh, if he had waited on the Lord, God would have had a better situation for him. And the church can sometimes go through things because we don't wait, we don't wait on the Lord. It's a good opportunity. You know, I, I thankfully say that I didn't, I didn't know pastoring frustrations. I didn't. I, every day that I've pastored has been a blast. Then there are those times when you wanted to blast people. And, but really, I have loved pastoring the church. Uh, I'm not one of those guys who said I ran from it. I just didn't know what it was. You know, I just, and ever since God laid it out and set it up, told me to go, I went and 
it's really been he's placed me around great people. He's going to always put great leaders around you. He's going to always put great people in front of you, great people behind you. He's going to always make sure that there's a Judas at the table. He's going to always make sure that, that you don't just go way beyond yourself. There's somebody there who's waiting for you to set a, a trap in every direction to make sure that you keep your eyes on him. And when it comes to a decision, instead of hearing from God, a lot of people just kind of weigh the pros and cons and advantages and disadvantages and they make decisions based on their human responses instead of just waiting for God. Because when you're waiting for God, people walk away from you because they don't have time for you and God. Things are moving too fast. Pastor, if you don't move right now, people are going to go somewhere else. Guess what? Sometimes they have to go somewhere else to appreciate where they were. Going somewhere is an option. It is an option. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, that's, that's, that's all we want to go into tonight because this is a lot that we're doing. As we're trying to reload, we got to learn to talk. Got to learn to talk to God and expect God to talk to us. Some of us started out great. And then we started hearing and talking to too many other people. And now we're like, we can be a lot of people who are so discouraged because we stopped talking to the speaker. And we start talking to the wall. Remember the Lord, the Holy Spirit is a speaker. You, you order from McDonald's. You order from something. And, I, and that was no, I, you, you heard me say how much I love William's Chicken. But they just don't have a speaker. They don't have that opening voice. You don't get to talk. You get to talk to the human there, all right? So when you, when you get discouraged, you got to start going back and saying, God, um, I want to pray for my strength first. Why? But, Pastor, you said, you know, to pray for the increase of the kingdom. Okay, your strength. Because what God is blessing you with is the strength to help hear from him when it's time to bless the kingdom. There's a lot of different ways to pray. These are just things if you really, really want to hear from God. If you really want to hear from God. All right? So let's have a review for those who are just dropping in and for those who may have um, kind of chimed out a little bit. We're going to do our, our closing offering. But let's have a review. And so that we'll make sure that next Monday night, say, man, y'all got to tune into this stuff. This is some crazy stuff. A lot of people praying for the careers and you're praying for your careers because you want to be famous and you want to be rich. And you want to be known, uh, but God wants you to be effective. And so it seems like he's blocking it and he's just really trying to build you. All right. All right. So number one, if we want to hear from God, what do we do? Avoid distractions. Um, and again, don't walk up to somebody and say, you're a distraction. <laughs> no. All right, no, no, okay, okay, number two is what? Okay, number three is the increase of the kingdom. Your church may not get bigger, but you're praying for the increase of the kingdom, right? All right, all right, so don't, don't get that, don't get that t twisted like that. Uh, number four, when asking the Lord questions, pray about what? Thing at a time. If you really want to hear from God, now you still have the right to ask for 50 million things. As a matter of fact, you might be a person that people drop things down. Like me, I pray over offerings. People that put their monies in envelopes, I pray over those people. I pray over all of them. I pray, I'll tell you what I pray about. I don't have to, it's no joke about it. I don't have to be private. I pray for their increase, and I pray that they will continually be restored, and whatever they give will be multiplied back to them. In Jesus' name, I pray over every one of your envelopes and every one of your givelifies, and every time your name comes up on something, and the cash up, all those little things that you do to give, I pray for that. I pray for that. And then I sit back and wait, and then... Just like I've told you tonight, God will sin. This is where I want you to invest. You got it? Y'all understand that? 
Okay, now you don't copy that and then you go in debt. Pastor Rush, this lady, I, uh, I gave her, uh, I heard God say, you know, you, you're going to check your storehouse. All right, number five is pray with expectation. Being convinced what? I know God wants to talk to me. So you're just going to keep on listening. And then number six is what? Don't try to persuade God to change his mind. All right. And number seven was what? Don't demand that God be what? Sensational. If it's not thunder, clouds, rain, tornado, or hail, it still can be God. All right. And what's number, and we talked about this one. And what was number eight? Uh, no. Whoa, whoa. No. Next week. Because when you get through praying, there's going to be a first impression. When you start praying, when God says you pray, something's going to happen, and you'll hear it next Monday, right after you pray, you're going to be like, wow, I never paid attention to that anymore. Right, right after you pray, okay, I'm just going to hit it. I'm not going to do it. You're going to have to trust your first impressions. That's all I did. I just showed it. Boop. Okay. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna go. Mm. All right. All right. Thank you so much for joining us tonight at Monday School and for all of you that took the time to stay with us. Now, if you would like to give, as we've talked about giving tonight and how important it is, how valuable it is, and just for you tuning in and saying, God, it's time for church again, and I'm having some problems with it. See, go ahead and talk to him about stuff like that. God will say, you're not having a problem with church. You're having a problem with your pride. You're afraid maybe to make that decision because you've told so many people how unsafe it was. You spoke so many negative things. You spoke so much about how people aren't being careful. You spoke so much about distance. You spoke so much about all of that that now you know to be in my presence is going to require that you be around people. You learned a little too much from things and people that use their common sense and knowledge. And some people that didn't have faith or as much faith as you should have as a believer have never seen me make the invisible visible they haven't witnessed it before but now you're praying a lot of this about church and as people start walking into church so pastor what happens if we go through this thing again they shut down the church so now what have we learned about that they can shut the doors of anything but they can't shut off our communication with God so you know let's don't we're gonna be all right right we're going to be all right. You got to be pretty special for Satan to hand deliver discouragement at the foot of your door to say to some people, don't go in there, get in fear. We've operated with a lot of faith. And now we got to keep doing what works, right? All right. So we're going to thank you for giving on GiveLify tonight. Text to give, cash app. Cash app, is that the right word? And um, whatever form of giving that you give in, thank you so much for being a part of the Inspiring Body of Christ Church Monday School Wednesday night. There's an awesome women's fellowship. Food starts at 7.05. Food stops at 7.25. I said food stop. I haven't gotten into praise and worship yet. Food starts at 7.05. Women's fellowship. It is free um, for the first uh, few hundred women that get in through the restaurant will be waiting to feed you and have a great fellowship women's fellowship t-shirts are here and they're available to be picked up of course tonight for those that are in person but to those of you that will come earlier wear your shirt be in fellowship with the women of god next sunday morning we'll go back into our regular services at 8 a.m and 10 a.m the living sound choir will be singing sometime this weekend we are here in the church and our praise dancers are just whoop 
praise team uh, just coming on praise singers, and then when praise dancers will be back also. But it's all just it's all just happening. Um, Sister Doris is here, and I am going to as we give tonight in our offering. I am going to go over. She wanted me to pray in the area that they're going to do her surgery with tonight, and to make sure that she doesn't have to wait on me after church, if y'all don't mind. And I thank God for this group of young people tonight that's wanting to sit on some pillows and and just, they look like they're on punishment. <laughs> but they just, you know, I sometimes you just got to make people feel comfortable when they come to church, and so that's a cool thing. You ready? We're going to do this. Okay. Can y'all join with me praying and receiving God and thanking God? In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. First of all, for giving just darts to come the the, the confidence and for her daughter, God, that you have anointed and touched to be with her by her side. She has no need to go through any of this alone. And God, we know everything now is going to be all right. You've already spoken and you've already given the okay. And so our prayer tonight is just say thank you. And I thank you, God, for a good nice rest for her. And as she comes out, she has never, Lord, she never misses church. She comes to church in pain. She comes to church knowing that she's going through chemotherapy and all this other kind of stuff. But, Lord, she is always saying, if the devil's going to come after me, he's going to have to chase me to church. And I just thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you. Thank you, everybody, for being as you give right now. We appreciate your gifts of offering. We'll see you on next, well, if we don't see you on Sunday, we'll see you on Monday of next Monday school, every Monday night right now. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to receive God's word with us. You know that Pastor Rush always says, we don't want something from you. We want something for you. And as we reset, we pray that something was said or something was done in this service that encouraged you and inspired you to get closer to God. Now, if you're ever in the Dallas area, there is nothing like being in a live iBox service. We encourage you to join us for one of our Sunday morning worship services. The first First service begins at 8 a.m. and our second service begins at 10 a.m. and we have a dream church service that begins at 6 p.m. So make plans to be at IBOC. And for those of you who want even more practical teaching from the Word of God, Monday School is a service that's all about being simple in the Word of God. It is a time where Pastor Rush breaks down the Word so that even a child can understand it. That's Monday School every Monday night at 7 p.m. Now, just in case you cannot make it to the church, you can view all of our services live on Facebook, YouTube, or our church website. You can log on and get your praise on at ibachurch.org. Our Ibach Church website is the best source to get information and inspiration. You can find photos, videos, and lots of information about our church, our pastor, the University of Dreams, our world-famous aquariums, and so much more. We also have another way that you can stay connected with IBOC. All you have to do is text the words Pastor Rush to the number 
888-833-1996. You can find our social media pages, recent sermons, the Reset Podcast, and so much more. Finally, family, we want to thank you so much for supporting this ministry with your prayers and with your financial gifts. When you give to IBOC, know that you are giving to good ground and know that your return is coming. If you're not able to give in the church, online giving is so easy. Just go to our website and click the words give now and donate your best gift. Now, don't forget to name your seed and believe God for your harvest. All right, family, that's all that we have for today. On behalf of Pastor Ricky Rush and the Inspiring Body of Christ Church, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for learning with us. Thank you for growing with us. And remember, only what you do for Christ will last. So let God use you today to inspire someone else. Enjoy God's blessings, family, and all the glory goes to God. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Reset Podcast with Pastor Ricky Rush. If you would like to make a contribution or a donation to the Inspiring Body of Christ Church Ministry, do so by going to www.ibocchurch.org and give. Thank you so very much. Also, you can find IBOC on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our website, ibocchurch.org well that's all we have for today tune in next time and experience the joy right here on reset with pastor ricky rush